Paul said, um, I've had a little and I've had a lot, and I've learned the secret, you know, of being content in any and every situation. So Paul said, I've had a little, uh, I've had a lot, and then I've, I can get content anywhere. And um, probably if you look back over your life, you can think about times when you didn't have very much. Um, and you can probably actually, if you're old enough, you can think of, you know, in some, in some senses, I was happy. In some ways, I was happier than at a time when I had a lot more and uh, had a lot less happiness. And so you start to learn somewhere along. Now, usually you don't learn this when you're young. Let's just be honest, right? This is not something you really pick up on when you're 19. Uh, you just don't. I mean, you just, you, you, you're, you're, your sights are set that if I'm going to get this certain thing or arrive here, then I'm going to be happy. But then life starts to happen, and life is, isn't life like Paul described, kind of a roller coaster at, at times. It goes up, and no, is it just me, or I'm going to know if I'm by myself here? Or does your life just go like this? Perfect, and then this is perfect, and then it got even better than perfect. Or does it go like this, and then boom. And then I got this and this, and then I went back here. All right? So Paul said, I learned there's a secret. And you can be content. You can really, and this is what I was trying to say earlier. Some people just write this off. They don't think it's possible. So they, they, they resign the idea that they could be happy with this much. And if you give up on the idea, then... None of this is going to make sense whatsoever because you're still committed that contentment or happiness is in a certain thing, a certain amount of money, a certain job, a certain type of family, a certain uh, neighborhood, and you'll miss the, the, the point completely. So Paul says this, there is a peace of God which transcends, Philippians 4 verse 7, all of our human understanding. So the human understanding is, well, if, if I have this, then I'm happy. But if I have this, I'm not happy. And you find people that only have this, and they're still happy. Or you find people in really difficult circumstances, and they're happy, and it doesn't make sense to your mind. And so this is, this is the, the idea that peace and contentment transcends human understanding, and it transcends a place in life. Last week we talked about we don't have to chase it, right? Contentment is not something we chase. It's something that we, oh, man, I did such a bad job. We carry. Contentment is not something we chase. It's something that we, what? Carry. It's with us. And and we talked about learning that the place that you're in, whatever place that is, it might seem really bad. We used the example of Jacob, remember, who was sleeping on stones? And he goes, this is the place of, this is God's house. Uh, uh, Genesis, he goes, how awesome, Genesis 28, how awesome is this place? Where was he sleeping? On rocks. Everybody, let's practice this phrase. How awesome is this place? One, two, three. How uh, is this place right here? Wherever you are is awesome because, ready? Why is it awesome? Because that's where God is. That's where God is. Remember Moses? Take your shoes off right here. This, is a place, this place is awesome. So 
the place that you're in is awesome. And you learn to embrace the place that you're in right now. And you learn and you decide, you know what, I'm going to learn the secret. that Because otherwise, the rest of your life, you're chasing. Um, the guy in Ecclesiastes talked about this incessantly. Ecclesiastes 2, he says, um, it all to me became like chasing the wind. So he goes, I hated life. Why would you hate life? This is so important. People that aren't happy, that don't enjoy their life, because they're always chasing. And it's like chasing the wind. And you never get there. You never arrive. And it all feels meaningless. So what we want to learn, this is the important difference. Ready? What we want to learn is the difference between chasing contentment and carrying contentment. And what we want to learn is, this is so important. Everybody look. How to not have stuff, but how to enjoy the stuff that you have. How not to have, but to enjoy. Then there's a huge difference. As the guy was working his way through, and the writer in Ecclesiastes in the fifth chapter, he starts to, he starts to work his way towards this idea. And this is what he says. He says, when God gives someone wealth and possessions, Right? If you can back up one verse, it'd be so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Clap for the booth people, the people in the booth. They're killing it back there. All right. All right. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the, what's the key word? Ability to what? No, this, look, we thought, this is what we thought growing up. This is what we thought. When you have it, you automatically have the ability to enjoy it. Huh? Now, some of you are like, well, just test me. Give me some and see what I could do. But we thought, we automatically thought, if I have it, I will automatically have the ability to enjoy it. And that is not true. You can have the stuff and not have the capacity to enjoy it. There you are, as miserable as ever. You know how we know this is true? We really can see this is true because uh, one and two things. People that get it and people that don't. People that get all this stuff, who are some of the most miserable people you'll ever meet? People that can get anything that they want, but they can't get the ability to enjoy it. And then there's people that, that are never going to have it, and they learn to be happy anyway because they don't even bother with the chase. So the key is not that you're going to get some certain thing, but you're going to learn this secret. Now, this, he says, is a gift from God, the ability to enjoy it. It's what Paul called his secret. You might call it the ability, right? The ability to focus on being content in any and every situation. Um, you remember Jesus uh, coming with the disciples, they get in the boat and they're going along, and this all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this storm comes up. Unexpected, out of nowhere, like the storms that come into your life, right? Like the storms that come into my life. You're going along, everything's as it was or as it's supposed to be, and the storm comes up. 
And immediately the disciples are afraid. And they, they, the, it says the waves are coming over the sides of the boat. And they're afraid that they're going to drown. And they look for Christ and he's sleeping. Ready? This is the picture. This is the, if you can get this, this is the picture of peace and contentment. The storm is raging. Everything's going wrong. There's threat of drowning. This is, we're not in a good situation. Everybody's panicking. You ever had this in your life, right? Everything's going wrong, and Jesus is asleep. You got questions here. Was he that much more tired than the rest of the guys? That's a possibility. You know what I mean? He Maybe, maybe it, it drains him a little more, all the ministry and you got to think they were all probably somewhat equally tired. They had a similar schedule. I don't think it was a matter of tired. Don't you think it was a matter of what? Peace. That he had something that they didn't have. And so they panic and they, they come and they wake him. And, they, and he, <laughs> it's great. He just, you know, stretch or yawn or whatever it is. And he says, peace be still. And the waters go calm. Now in this story... The disciples, they, he, he, he talks about their lack of faith, right? Their lack of inner peace, inner calm. And then he deals with the situation. Here is the kicker. Most of us, most of us, when we're starting out, we have a level of faith. And the level of faith is we go to God to fix our storms. And we've all done this, right? God, where are you? Wake up. That's our, most of our prayers are, God, could you wake up? Because we assume he's sleeping because we're going through difficulty. <laughs> and if we're going through difficulty, God must be sleeping. We're waking him up. God, let's go. Let's go. Anybody? Anybody? Let's go. And we're, we have this thing where we, we want God to fix the storms. We want him to fix the problems around us. The next level of our faith, if I could say it this way, is when we don't look to God to just fix our storms, we look to God to fix our sight. None of the disciples, this is, I think, the key from this story. None of the disciples said, God, could you give me the ability to sleep in a storm like that? What was the prayer? Get rid of the storm get rid of the waves, get rid of the sea, right? No one said, God, could you give me the ability to sleep like that? Which is a better request? The reality is, listen, the reality is the next storm is going to come. In this world, you will have trouble. It's a part of life. Everybody look here, wake up, wake yourself up. Get out of la-la land, ready? This is a part of life. I'm not wishing it on you. I'm waking you up. Anybody here have to wake your children up? Not just out of bed, like wake them up. Like, this is life. Anybody? Like, this is how life is. It, it's not rosy and everybody does. It's, it can be challenging. It can be difficult. So which is a better thing to say, God, I, I want you to always call my, that's not going to happen. But what could happen is that, God, give me the, give me but none of them asked for that. What if our faith was a different level and our prayer was not, 
God, take me out, but God, help me through. Give me the inner peace so that whatever's going on, the storm that's around me doesn't get inside of me. See what happened to the disciples? The storm that was around them, they turned into panic. Isn't this what happens to most of us? Whatever happens out here, it soon makes its way into here. And this is what he said. The peace of God, this is important. Guard your hearts and your minds. Guards it. Whatever's here doesn't get in. This is, this is another step for most of us. Where God can help us go to the next spot. How does this happen? The key, in my mind, the key word to stop chasing, stop panicking, is to accept. Accept. This can be very difficult for us. Accepting is coming to the spot in life where you are okay with who you are, You're okay with how things are. Listen very carefully. I want to repeat something I said last week. This doesn't mean you aren't going to grow. You aren't going to change. You're never going to get a raise. You never want to get a better. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is that you're not obsessed with it. And, and listen to me. There's a fine line. And some of you, you will just say, oh, no, I'm just wishing for better for me. No, some of you, you're obsessed with it. And so you don't have peace. And you have to decide that. You're obsessed with this has got to be better tomorrow. This has got to be better. Hope for a better future, good. That's good, right? Obsession, bad. Jesus says, Matthew 6, don't worry about what? Tomorrow. Where do we lose peace and contentment? We're worried about tomorrow. Uh, What's going to happen tomorrow? Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough trouble <laughs> good it, 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 don't worry about it don't don't get focused on so what you do is you accept and i'm not going to stress about tomorrow i'm not going to worry about it i'm going to i'm just going to accept and i'm going to live today it's being happy with today and not being worried about tomorrow and so what a lot of us do when we're chasing we're chasing something is like i Yeah, but if I could just get this. Some of us are chasing money. Some of us are chasing status. Some some people are chasing the perfect body. Now listen, this is why I keep saying this. There's, of course, there's a fine, of course, should you go to the gym or get into shape or, you know, yeah, there's always things, but there's a difference. And then it goes across a line. And you know the line. That's the thing that you will feel in here. And you say, you've gone too far, and now you're obsessed with it. Some people chase, this is some people chase. They chase religious or spiritual perfection. They're trying to be the perfect Christian. Ready? You're not. Ready? I got to tell you, you're not even close. Oh, some of you are mad that I said that, because you're like, well, I'm close. But you're not, and I'm not. And, 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 and so all of this stuff produces stress on you. Yeah, but I mean, I got to be like, I got to know the whole Bible and I got to follow every word of it. No, you're not going to. All of this is chasing the wind. It's, 
it's obsessing your life with something that you're never going to arrive at. When you're young, you think you will. Some of this, to be honest with you, is a stage of life. You, you will just go and go and go. You know, one person has said, it's like climbing the ladder. He said, I climbed the ladder of success only to realize it was leaning against the wrong building. All up and, oh man, I didn't want to be up here. So you, you start to realize, wait a minute, what, what am I, what, what is it that I'm actually chasing? In this Sermon on the Mountain, Jesus gives us just this pearl, this, this pearl of wisdom, this unbelievable truth, if we could assimilate it. And he connects two things. There's the section he talks about, don't worry about tomorrow. He's look, look at the birds. But I hear the birds out now, springtime, huh? Man, the other day, there's this, this duck, daddy duck, taking all the little ducklings across the road, and I was trying to count, and the little guys were following her in a line, and it was a bad, it was a, I wish I had a video. I tried to take a video, and they were in a line, and they'd get stretched out, and this guy would be behind the little guys, boom, they bump into their little brother, you know what I mean, and stumble back, and they were catching up, and it was just like a, like a video game. And Jesus goes, look at these guys. They're not worried about what to wear. They're not worried about tomorrow. There's no anxiety. My father takes care of them. How much more will he take care of you? And then he connects. The next, next section is about judging. Why? Because... Both of these are the opposite of accepting. Worrying is not accepting your circumstances, not accepting where you are in life. Judging is not accepting other people. And they're both, ready? The opposite of acceptance, they are what? Control. I'm going to control the situation. I'm going to control this person. Now, this is what I think a lot of people have learned. I've been around church for a minute, all right? So this is what I think. Most Christians that I know, they've been coaching this. Okay, okay, okay. Like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Okay, right? I will, you didn't get that album when you were getting, <laughs> Alvin? Okay. I will, okay, I'll, I'll tolerate them. Okay, I'll love them. We, we don't really mean we're really going to love them, but we'll like put them in that category if that's what God insists. I mean, this was Jesus talking, right? Well, am I right or am I reading this? This was Jesus saying, love your enemies, right? Love the outsider, love the sinner, love the... So what a lot of people do is they go, okay, okay. So there's, on this end, it's hate, I hate them, I I want to fight them. I want to kill them. I want to, right? And then most people are like, okay, okay. When we say we would love them, what we really mean is we'll just tolerate them. But once you move past that, then you really include them. What does that mean? That means you have them over for dinner. Those people. 
the wrong people. The other culture, the other class, the other color, the wrong people. They come to your house for dinner. Chris, you're stretching it. I'm sure Jesus didn't mean that. He never ate with the other people. Oh, wait. No, that's pretty much what all the Gospels are about. Then, ready? We find as we eat with them, we put them in our category. We don't think we're better than them. Here's why. This is what most people that I've met. This is what, I'm going to accept them so I can, what? Change them. Right? So, okay, I'll have them over for dinner, but that's so I can tell them the truth. Isn't it right? I'm going to change them. I'm going to fix them. Again, what is this all about? Control. I'm going I'm to. You know, I think when we really get there, is now do we have them to dinner? And not only, but we listen and they change us. They tell us something we didn't know. They open our eyes to something we had never seen before. We become a bigger, beautiful, more loving human being because we have been with them. Do you see, where was Jesus on the spectrum? I think a lot of our lack of peace has to do with not accepting ourselves and our circumstances and not accepting other people who are different from us. I have news for you. Everybody look here. As long as you and I are alive, there's always going to be the other party. Whatever you are, there's always going to be the other team. Probably for the rest of my life. So you have to make some decisions. There's always going to be the other side. There's always going to be the other color. There's always going to be the other religion. There's always going to be the other. So you have to just decide, am I going to accept, love, or judge? And judging is this. But I know. But this is what I know about them. And then you get them into your house. You get them into your living room. You're like, but you're not the way you're supposed to be. You're not what everyone told me that you're supposed to be. Jesus wanted for us, I think, to be at peace. Everybody, we're going to do a minute here. Honestly, honestly, ask yourself, are you at peace when you're judging other people? You're just not. It steals something from you. And so what Christ called us to is like, look, I'll change everybody that needs to be changed. Huh? I'll work on everybody that needs to be worked on. Someone said this. The only way to find peace and contentment is to stop thinking about yourself. Think about that. The only way to find peace and contentment is to stop thinking about yourself. We're too obsessed so what could be the other way? I want to leave you with this. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and troubled, and I will give you what? Rest.
rest, peace. Something in the heart of Christ, you watch as you read the Gospels, event after event, somehow Christ is at peace in all of these circumstances. People against him. By the way, sometimes, can I say this, even in his anger, don't, don't get me wrong, when he's kicking over tables and all that, right? It wasn't like Jesus was like, Saul, Sarah, Sarah, don't, doesn't matter what happens in the world. No, but somehow through all of this, he's carrying peace. And so as we conclude, this is, what I would, this is what I would like to ask everybody to do. Understand something significant. When, when Christ said, you know, Greater is he that is in you, in you, than he that is in the world. What is he saying? You're carrying. You just need to tap it. Somebody asks uh, a, a spiritual leader, why is it that some people do this? Why is it that some people have peace and others don't? And this is, I love the reply. This is what he said. He goes, no, everybody has, everybody has it. It's just some people have a lot of other stuff as well. And what we have to do is to weed out the judgment, the worry, right? And so that what is there, you with the spirit of Christ in you, greater is he that is in you, that that you carry around with you the peace of God, that will get you through any other storm, any other difficulty. Accept, not control. All right, we're going to do an exercise. Put your hands like this. Ready? Now watch. This is control, right? This is accept. Ready? Control, accept. Every day you get up in the morning, you just do this little exercise. Lord, I'm content today what you've put in my hands, what you've given me to do, which is causing more tension. Control, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix that person. I'm going to fix this problem. I'm going to fix this circumstance. I'm going to accept. I'm going to trust. I'm going to receive. 